Jacinda Ardern is the prime minister of New Zealand. So her main her main goals, uh, her administration's main goals are to have child poverty that's cut in half. Uh, not to have not it. Not to have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To cut it in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cut it mm-hmm. in half. And in September of 2018, like right after she gets back from maternity leave, she brings her child with her to the United Nations General Assembly to call for uh, climate change action. And she's like, we got to do it for the kids. Nice. Like, look at this Ooh. one. Look at this one right here. <laughs> Some, some farmers made some protest signs calling her a pretty communist, whereas I would... Okay. <laughs> a pretty communist! Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women in history. I'm Justin Xavier. I'm Sarah Gorski. And I'm Sam Eggers. So today I am doing Jacinda Ardern, who is the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Yes. She's a queen right now. Oh, yeah. She is slaying the game in the World Leader Department. I am so jealous of New Zealand. Oh, my God. The most jealous. Do you guys think they call her, what do you call Jacinda for short? Call her Jackie? Maybe. Maybe Jace, JC something. Jackie. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe she maybe it's just maybe she insists on going by Jacinda, her full name always. I mean, it's a cool name. It is. And I I want to start out by saying that, you know, she this is very early in her political career. She's still only 37 years old. Oh my god. Um, oh my god. She's yeah. only 2 years older than me. I've done nothing with my life. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, Another contemporary broad. No. Right. And just like, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future, but it, it looks like she's going to continue being a great world leader for the rest of her tenure. Uh, but, you know, there's always room to go in an Indira Gandhi route or something later on. Mm. You just never, oh, yeah. you just never just go know. Off the rails. Don't know. Right. Just go berserk. But I don't yeah. think so. I really don't think so. <laughs> um, why is she abroad? She's She's not only living by her own rules, but her entire country is now living by her own rules and setting an example for the rest of the world on how to move forward into this new age. Yes. Uh, yes. I picked her because I saw the headline on Facebook. New Zealand calls for thousands of new green jobs in a bold comeback plan. And I, it just it sparked in my mind. I was like, you know, Every single time I read about New Zealand or specifically about Jacinda, I'm impressed and jealous. Yeah, <laughs> and, me too. Same. And of course, that this particular article, when I clicked it to read it, the headline is pretty misleading and it has nothing to do with her. Uh, it's just a plan that the Green Party has put forward. Um, it's not even on the docket or hasn't passed or anything. But the plan is just to create jobs specifically to improve upon bringing back nature because they think or they're saying that nature is one of their their biggest draws for tourism. And it's like that's how they're kind of selling it. Right. It's like we we need nature partly because of the planet needs nature and partly because we want people to come here and give us their money. Yeah. And they can't make all their money off of their their hobbit tours right right that's no it's not a well and also if you industry. go on a hobbit tour you want to see the beautiful nature mm-hmm. yes if if the shire has become no longer <laughs> green you're messing up Pissed. 
Oh my god, that would be the worst. Wouldn't it be? Fire shriveled up. Aww. Yeah. So hope, just hopefully okay, that but it's doesn't not happen. happening. It's, it's not, not happening. happening. It's still it's out not there, everybody. Happening. False alarm. False alarm. Um, <laughs> so that the headline made me. I'm like, I'm gonna do her. And then I read that article and I was like, all right. So this doesn't have to do with her, but that doesn't mean she's not incredible. And what else is she doing? Okay, so let's get into it. Her administration has focused most of their efforts on the housing crisis, child poverty, and social inequality, aka the problems that are plaguing every country nowadays. Um, Right. But she, the, the, the first time I ever heard of her was because of how she handled the Christchurch mosque shooting in uh, March of last year. Because I, I, I'll be the first to admit I don't pay nearly enough attention to international politics as I should. So I didn't even know she'd been elected or anything that was going on until that happened. And I was like, oh, who's this person who's killing it in terms of a response to a tragedy, especially after our leader had been so terribly reacting to every sort of mass shooting and tragedy that we've had. Or just to anything that happens. Or to anything <laughs> in general. Yeah, um, well, you know, right? You know, well, at least he's being censored on Twitter now. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. So I'll talk more about her, how she handled the Christchurch mosque shooting a little bit later, and also her response to COVID, because that those are the two like biggest examples of how she's been just an incredible leader. But we'll start with her her early life and kind of where she got started, and uh, and we'll circle back around to that. Cool. All right. All right. So she was born in July of nineteen eighty in hamilton new zealand god <laughs> I, I know i'm like oh goodness that's so recent her father was a police officer her mother was a school catering assistant when she went to morinsville college she got her first job at a local fish and chip shop Oh, how very new zealand of her <laughs> i know right Fish and chip show. <laughs> that sounds so good right now. Doesn't that sound amazingly delicious? It really does. Sorry, sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I could use some fish and chips right about now. <laughs> I, I, I did just have some, some poke. Uh, mm. Jupiter ordered me some lunch from a poke what? shop ne- nearby. So I, I haven't had poke in over two months. I'm dying. It's it's It was good. It was great. I feel good. <laughs> Anyway, um, so she graduated from the University of Waikato in 2001. I could be saying that wrong, and I apologize for my Americanness. Uh, <laughs> she, she was brought into politics by her aunt Marie Ardern, who was a longstanding member of the Labor Party. Uh, Jacinda ended up joining at 17 and became a, sig- a senior figure in the Young Labor part of the party. Uh, she's self-described as a social democrat and a progressive. Okay, okay. Like what she, we're hearing. Mm-hmm. Liking it, liking it. She then worked on political campaigns in New York City and London and actually became a senior policy advisor in a policy unit of the British Prime Minister Tony Blair. Oh. And this is when oh. she's in her, like, 20s. Jeez. She grew up Mormon. And as a member of the Church of the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in New Zealand. But in 2005, she left the church because she said it conflicted with her personal views, mainly her support for gay rights. Yeah, Good so, for her. Yeah, good for her. Today, she, she identifies as agnostic. Okay. Interesting. Are there a lot of Mormon? Is Mormonism a huge religion in New Zealand? I was just thinking that. I was so surprised to hear 
I know that they have like a pretty strong, I don't know how big it is, but I know that there is a pretty strong like Mormon component in like Northeastern Australia and parts of New Zealand, mainly because I listened to a, a stand-up comedy act from this woman who was from uh, a Mormon community in Northeastern Australia. And she was like, it's deeply religious, deeply Mormon, and deeply anti-gay. And that's like pretty much oh, how wow. they define themselves. Interesting. Very interesting. I, did, I found it interesting that she's a, a an elected public leader who identifies as agnostic. Maybe that's not as strange elsewhere in the world, but in America... That would never we happen. Don't, we don't have that. We've never had an agnostic or atheist president. Or one that admitted to being agnostic or atheist. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> they can't publicly be agnostic or right. atheist, but yeah. who knows. And so she's, she's publicly agnostic and has been since 2005. That's awesome. So that, that impressed me. In 2008, she was elected president of the International Union of Socialist Youth. She traveled around the world with them and quickly rose through the ranks of the Labor Party. In early 2017, when she was a candidate for leader of the Labor Party but hadn't yet been elected, she publicly participated in the 2017 Women's March to protest Donald Trump's election. Yes! I'm yes! Like, that, that is a stance to take in a year where you might be up for prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah. And then when she eventually became the nominee for prime minister, she insisted that her campaign be led with relentless positivity. Cool. Which mm. is so refreshing. I'm like, that is exactly what we need. I'm so tired of all the negativity and the the attacking each other that everyone does. And she just. Well, you know, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren tried to run on that platform, you know. She did. It yeah. didn't work here. So Jacinda, she, by that, she meant like she wasn't doing attack ads on her opponents and that sort of thing? Right. Uh, pretty much all of her policy decisions and how she wanted to sell her ideas was through b the benefits it would cause oh, rather nice. than everything else. Attack ads and right. her opponent cool. tearing down her opponents. Man, that's awesome. I just love people who can do that. Mm -hmm. I wish more people committed to that. Same. So before she was appointed, uh, public opinion of the Labor Party was pretty low. Uh, it was in like the, the mid-20s, 20% approval rating. But as soon as she was appointed as the leader of the Labor Party, this is before she's prime minister, uh, the Labor Party is overwhelmed with donations from the public. Uh, at the Whoa. highest point of their donations, they were getting $700 a minute. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, CNN called this the Jacinda effect or Jacinda mania, which <laughs> is something that I feel like I am suffering from. <laughs> Me, I think I am I like too, it. Justin. I, so she like single-handedly like revitalized the party. The, yes, the Labor Party was like, it was on the outs. And she showed up and she's like, I'm the leader of the Labor Party. And everyone's like, we like the Labor Party now. Nice. Wow, that is awesome. Uh, which, of course, I found that detractors started saying that her policies are the same as the guy before her. The only reason she's popular is because she's hot. Oh, God. And I, I found that... Were those uh, guys saying that? Were they all ugly, Justin? Um, I didn't see their faces. <laughs> I just saw their tweets. Uh, <laughs> you can tell by the tweets. Except not. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty it's a pretty common theme uh, in like protests against her that people are just pointing out that she's pretty. Uh, it's it's I I shouldn't be surprised by that, but I'm like it seems like a weird insult to just call someone pretty and say that that like makes them 
unable to lead, I guess, is the uh, insinuation there. It's like the lowest common denominator insult mm-hmm. is to uh, like address somebody's looks. It's like, well, this person is a pretty awesome person, but look, it's only people only like her because she's pretty. If she yeah. weren't pretty, nobody would like her. Like you can't even. That's not a measuring stick you can like quantify. No, it, <laughs> it's such like a bully like schoolyard thing to say. It's so it's so nonsense. <laughs> Some some farmers made some protest signs calling her a pretty communist, whereas I would <laughs> I'd argue that maybe she's just a, a, a good girl, leader dude. who makes people feel good about the future, but like haters gonna hate, you know. Uh, pretty, pretty communist or pretty good communist, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, there's a fold back around. So he comes out and says good. Oh right. Wait, where do you know? I guess I'm showing my own ignorance. Is the, the Labour Party is that like more of a that's more of a socialist party, right? In terms of their leanings and their progressiveness. Yeah, it's it's more or so less. So it makes sense. Like, so communist to jokes are going to happen. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted. Oh, I I had a whole section of my research just called like criticism, but almost all of the criticism that I could find was either saying she's she's too pretty or she's a communist or like any of the general sort of criticism you'd see from people enacting like socialist policies. Like it's, there's really nothing, nothing new directly. Yeah. There's nothing against her. So I ended up just getting rid of the whole section. I'm like, you could just lobby these criticisms at any, any sort of liberal leaning person nowadays. So it's not like she did something that was so horrendous. So how could she dare to be so pretty? I (laughs) know. The nerve. So on October 26th, 2017, she becomes New Zealand's 40th prime minister and third female prime minister. Yeah, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New Zealand. America can't do it, but you can. <laughs> right. I'm like, damn, other people just have, other countries have just had like female leaders yeah. for the last 20, 30 years and we just can't get our shit together. Nope. You know, it's hard for American dudes, Justin. It How is. You know? Yeah. Aren't yeah. you? Don't you care that card? That I do. I used to. I used to be a, a more, much more problematic dude. So <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I carry that burden. Um, well, upon... I mean, we do, we make you do it too because you're the only guy on this podcast. So yeah, yeah, we, it is what it is. You kind of have to take the you kind of have to take the hits once in a while. I'll take right? the brunt. I'll take the brunt. <laughs> uh, Upon being sworn in, she said that her government would be focused, empathetic, and strong. Mm. Like those are three phenomenal An words for a government. Empathetic government—that is fantasy. That's fantasy. Right? Empathetic government—it's the—it's mm. the dream. Not in America. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, not here. <laughs> um, at the time of her appointment, she was the world's youngest female head of government at age thirty-seven. Wow. 37. Um. Shortly after her appointment, uh, she's appointed at end of October. By January, she announces that she's pregnant with her first child. And she gives birth in June of 2018 and takes a month and a half off for maternity leave, leaving one of the other members of the Labor Party as, like, acting prime minister while she's away. And I'm like, damn, they even got, like... Maternity leave out there? maternity leave for the prime minister. New Zealand ahead of the curve. (laughs) Oh man! So I just feel like I feel like 
an American female president wouldn't be given maternity leave. No, they would lose their minds if they, she got yeah, pregnant. They'd like, and they'd be like, oh, she can't handle it. She can't focus. She's, you know. We should probably impeach her, right? Exactly. <laughs> she had a child. What are we going to do? She's too emotional now. Right. It's so absurd. But what will happen with her emails <laughs> now that she's with child? Exactly. Oh, my um, God. So, and in September of 2018, like right after she gets back from maternity leave, she brings her child with her to the United Nations General Assembly to call for uh, climate change action. And she's like, we got to do it for the kids. Nice. Like, look at this Ooh. one. Look at this one right here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, I love it. Is she uh, friends with Greta? Are they BFFs? Oh, I don't know. I didn't find anything. I'm sure they've like they remarked be about each other. or something. Yeah, I'm sure they've tweeted, subtweeted each other or something. <laughs> so her wow. main her main goals, uh, her administration's main goals are to have child poverty that's cut in half, uh, not to have not it. Not to have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To cut it in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cut it in half. I realized, <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, that's, that's also a verb. Um, uh, increase welfare benefits, expand free doctor visits, add to state housing, steadily increase minimum wage. Uh, the provincial growth fund invests in rural in- infrastructure projects rather than urban ones. She's opposed to criminalizing cannabis and has pledged to hold a referendum to discuss legalization. Can we have so, her? She smokes weed. She smokes her. weed. <laughs> or she at least is saying maybe it should be legal. <laughs> Probably smokes it. <laughs> I mean, half of this country now, like half of the U.S. now, it's, well, maybe less than half, yeah. but. Yeah. The, people are finally figuring out, like, oh, yeah, you can make money when it's legal. Mm-hmm. It's a huge amount of money for California and our taxes. Yep. Cannabis yeah. taxing. Yeah. Colorado, too. Like, mm-hmm. they were the kind of the, the, the flagship Testing site, flat, ground zero for it. Wow, she sounds amazing. Yeah, and. You know, she she's only been prime minister for like two and a half years, and she's already like impressed me so much that I just I foresee this going and going and going, and I just want to keep pointing out that like this is so early that even doing an episode about her feels like you know just pay sure? just pay attention <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like who knows everything she's gonna accomplish I just feel like it's gonna be more. Mm-hmm. Justin, are you going to, like, wrap this episode up by, like, telling us the steps we can take to become citizens of New Zealand? <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's definitely something I've been thinking about. Uh, if, I, if I figure out how to do that, I will definitely bring it back here. But, but I wouldn't be surprised to find out in the next couple of years if I'm like, okay, moving to New Zealand. Bye, bye. guys. Yeah. I mean, in the words of Ms. Lemon, I want to go to there. Yep. I want to go to there. All right, so this is where I'm going to talk about the Christchurch mosque shooting and then oh, her, yeah. the COVID-19 response. So on March 15th, 2019, 51 people were killed and 49 more people were injured in a shooting in two mosques in Christchurch. Um, mm-hmm. Ardern was very quick to point out that these attacks were carried out by suspects with extremist views that have no place in New Zealand. She said it was a well-planned terrorist attack, and uh, that struck me particularly hard because mm-hmm. of, you know, Charlottesville had happened fairly recently mm-hmm. before that, yeah. and we had yeah. a guy saying, there's good people on both sides, which is yep. so wildly not okay. <laughs> and I, yeah. she, she called them terrorists. Mm-hmm. She said what it was, and I'm like... 
It shouldn't mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like so exciting and overwhelmingly like a good feeling to see somebody saying that it's terrorism saying the obvious terrorism. yeah right like just just saying what the truth shouldn't be like oh thank god someone did it but that's where we are yeah. right now <sighs> and the christchurch shooting wasn't like it was like the first time if uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i think that was like the first time the word terrorist had been applied to like white male shooters it's like usually it's applied to like these extremists like Islamic mm-hmm. um, recruits and stuff like that, but Christchurch was white boys, yeah, and and so calling them terrorists and calling them what what they were was like that was kind of like I think if I remember that was like kind of like a first for the world actually. Well, remember when Veg- the Vegas shooting happened here and they had the nerve to call the guy a lone wolf? Nobody was calling him a terrorist, mm. and it was just right. like Mm-mm. what? It was so baffling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. <sighs> Immediately after this happens, she enforces stricter gun laws and institutes a government buyback policy that you have to sell back your uh, like automatic weapons to the government. And Wait, can you say that whole sentence again, Justin? So she, yeah, so she in- enforces stricter gun laws and insti- institutes a government <laughs> buyback policy uh, where oh. you, if you have like an assault rifle, you have to sell it back. And... New Zealand buys back 56,000 firearms what? in the next oh six God. months. That many? That's what happens when you live in a country not run by the NRA. But wait, there's like, Holy no, shit. there aren't that many people in New Zealand. They have 56,000 assault rifles? Yeah. I think they have uh, 50 million people in, or no, is it 50 or 5? Shit, sure. I, I don't have down. the number. Okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I'm so what surprised it's the... that many. I mean, in America, I'm sure it's like, you know. Way a beyond that. A billion times more, but millions and millions of firearms. No, it's wow. It's four point eight eight six million. Okay. Okay, so it's five million. It's a population in two, in twenty eighteen. The population was four point nine million. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I did find a quote. I think I forgot to write it down. Where she said she referred to the country of New Zealand as our team of five million people, mm. and she like called them a, a team, which I liked. It's cool. And you said it was 56,000 they yeah, 50, bought back? 56,000 firearms they bought back. You know, obviously the people who owned the guns uh, had lots of criticism about this policy, but I think it's a great move, and they haven't had another shooting since then, so yeah. I'd say, you know. That's like one gun for 85 people. That's a mm, lot. That's yeah. crazy. That's nuts. Wow. Sorry, I just did the math because I was feeling nerdish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy. Can you holy. can you also look up the the guns per to person ratio in America? I don't want to. Okay. okay. Don't, don't tell me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just oh. curious. Um, I'm trying to keep my lunch down, Justin. Come on. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, so she then travels to Christchurch to meet with the victims of the families, and she wears uh, she covers her head out of respect and uh, takes photos with the families and actually meets with them, which is, you know, Mm. something a leader should do. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a photo of her hugging these Muslim families that's then projected onto the Burj Khalifa with the word peace written in both English and Arabic. And the whole Muslim community just, like, embraced her as this leader of spreading peace instead of hatred of the Muslim community. Oh, that's so lovely. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and her investigation into the attacks also looked at the actions and inactions of government bodies that were meant to prevent attacks like this. Wow. Like she co-chaired a summit aimed to bring together countries and tech companies to bring an end to the the ways that social media is organizing and promoting terrorism and extremism. Mm-hmm. She just like led this charge of like, look, this is happening. Somebody has to do something about it. So I'm going to launch these investigations and these summits. I'm just uh, I just have been listening to this story on NPR about all that stuff. They're doing this special right now. I think it's called um, In the Rabbit Hole or Down the Rabbit Hole or something like that. And it's about the social media, like, like the push towards extreme viewpoints and how, like, the social media algorithms kind of create these, like, funnels mm-hmm. for people. It's very interesting. But the Christchurch shooting, they interviewed the, one of the, I think it's, like, the CEO of YouTube. And she talks about the Christchurch shooting be like, being like a very specific pivotal moment in terms of how involved YouTube is with with algorithms and related videos and like how that algorithm works mm. and also, and also with the like censoring of violent hate speech mm. mm-hmm. and that like pre- previous to that they kind of hadn't done much censoring and after Christchurch they were like okay this this we can't let this happen anymore we've got to be more more active about this we've got to do more to shut it down it's very interesting if anyone wants to listen to it oh cool um it's part of like the the daily podcast i don't know if you guys listen to the daily oh yeah um the new york times podcast is it was like a special they they run i think it's like every saturday there's a new episode it was very interesting cool to listen to all of all of the info about it but yeah this this particular shooting was a huge moment specifically for youtube but i think for a lot of platforms Mm. Yeah, I remember reading something that, like, if you watched a video leaning slightly on either side of the political spectrum, like, let's say you watched a video about, like, I think Hillary is bad, like, just really basic, uh, within the, the next five recommended videos, you would pretty much be getting, like, Nazi propaganda. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you just let it autoplay, it would just slowly mm-hmm. take you. No, actually, not even that slowly to like the most hardcore shit. Yeah, that's exactly what that whole series is about. It's like all about the evolution of that, and also now the like hopeful dismantling dismantling of that kind of a, an algorithm that can lead people so specifically down those mm-hmm. those types of pathways it's very interesting because one of the gu- one of the shooters of Christchurch and they talk about this in the series is that one of the shooters specifically like names this this huge YouTube star in his like oh, manifesto wow. he like oh, names wow. him oh god that's crazy so yeah but it was like a huge wake up call anyway but I yeah, yeah that's and Jacinda's a part of that whole movement to to lock that down more i love it yeah wow i think she did such a good job handling that whole thing especially in comparison to you know other leaders (laughs) no comparison there's no comparison please Please. and so then uh (laughs) a a year later in march of 2020 we have a coronavirus breaks out she started imposing security measures when New Zealand had only five confirmed cases and people weren't even like the general public wasn't even scared. There wasn't like an outcry. She was just like, oh, well, you know, uh, we may only have a few cases now, but so did Italy once. Yeah. And just yeah. was like, here we go. Let's do it. Let's prevent rather than react. And yeah. she was criticized for taking such action so early, but the results you know proof is in the pudding 
it's they have one of the best recoveries ever and like they're at the point now where they're already they've reopened restaurants movie theaters and schools wow uh but so so what she did um march 14th um anyone entering the country for any reason would need to isolate for 14 days uh five days later on march 19th she says new zealand's borders are closed to all non-citizens and non-permanent residents and March 25th, six days later, they enter alert level four and includes a, a nationwide lockdown. Mm. Um, wow. Just like so within a week, it's like, nope, we're we're shut down. Everyone's quarantined. And there's a bunch of websites and articles and think pieces about how well she handled this, uh, partly because she acted so quickly and partly because she acted with strength and certainty and mm. kindness. Um, wow. The, the, my favorite headline was how Jacinda Ardern sold a drastic lockdown with straight talk and mom jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mom, what are mom jokes? I think they're a lot like dad, dad jokes. Are. I think they're the same. Don't you think they're kind of the are same? I think, yeah, I think they're, I think it's pretty much the same thing. Just like cheesy jokes. Like uh, she was, she did a press conference and people were remarking that she looked very tired and it was like, well, of, co- of course she would look tired. But her response to that was to kind of chuckle and say, oh, that's because of the colored drapes they put behind me. Mm-hmm. And then just carry- <laughs> just carried on like, I'm not tired. I'm handling my shit. And just like <laughs> pleasantly joking around. And Oh, what a, like a dickish thing for a reporter to say, too. Like, not- I you know. look tired. And she just, just brushes it off like it's nothing. Darling, you look so tired. <laughs> yeah. like- and there's like... Of course, you can find articles about like, does Jacinda have gray hair now? Oh my it's God. like, fuck off, internet! <laughs> like, just woman's incredible. Leave her be. Of course, she has gray hairs. She's thirty-seven and a world leader. Yeah, and she's a mom now. I just, and a mom. Kids, like, the number one. Is it aren't kids the number one cause of gray hair? Probably kids, and then probably like leading a country. <laughs> Like yeah, you guys were seeing you know, be, those pictures that of like order. Obama, right? Like when he was elected, yes, and then before and after, after <laughs> it's like hair completely white. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'll only speak for my brother, but my brother had a full head of hair before he had kids. No, <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> Three kids later, bam! Stress <laughs> is real. <laughs> wow, uh, she's amazing. She is. The, uh, the Washington Post said that her combined usage of interviews, press briefings, and social media was a masterclass in crisis communication. Wow. And I, wow. after after reading about some of these reports of how well she's handling things, I started following her on Instagram and uh, have been enjoying her updates. <laughs> like, this is so nice to see, like... A world leader who's just like chilling at home with her baby, like, oh hey everyone, hope everyone's safe. Uh, I am playing with my baby, leading your country, whatever. Just like kind and competent. I just yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to steal her. Like, can we arrange to kidnap yes. her and force her to be out <laughs> to of our country instead? <laughs> I bet she could fix it here. I bet she could do it. If anybody could, just send a code. If we get to the point where we're electing a world leader, I, that, that she's my pick. Oh, I don't. I don't know if that's in the the near I don't future, think, but uh, uh, that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> not, not ever. You know, not think? that I don't. Not that I don't wish it would, but <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it might be a hundred and fifty years in the future. Oh, maybe. that's soon. We gotta. May, yeah, maybe. <laughs> if we're all still I, I around mean, in one hundred and fifty years, if we just haven't could, destroyed the planet entirely. Right. I. Th- it could honestly be sooner because I think like 
the like, millennials and then everyone younger than millennials is already so over the way the world is right now. And I think that's pretty true worldwide that like once all the boomers have died, it'll be like, okay, are they gone? <laughs> okay. okay, now let's make a good world. Are they gone? <laughs> all right. Okay, good. Let's do this. Oh my God. I that's, wish. That's my hope. I wish. Oh. Um. So yeah, so post wow. post lockdown because lockdown's over in New Zealand. Uh, post lockdown opinion polls show her approval rating at sixty percent. Oh, pretty good. Which is like the highest. It's like the highest approval rating a New Zealand leader has had since the nineties or something. Wow! Wow! Go, Jacinda. Yeah, and then my last little fun fact, which is totally out of place, and I probably should have moved this somewhere else because it's a weird way to end. But she is <laughs> the the world's second elected head official to give birth while in office. Oh, cool! Yeah. Wow. So that's Jacinda Ardern. Oh, love her. Uh, do we think love she's her. abroad? Absolutely. <laughs> uh huh. Is there even a question on that one? I don't no. think so. Yeah, she's no, solid broad. The entirety of New Zealand is now like showing the world how to do it. I think she's oh doing God. all right. She's such a broad. I love her. I love her. Well, thanks, Justin, for bringing her in. She's so she's rad. badass. Hell yeah such a crush on her anyway i think we all do now <laughs> just because uh, she's pretty justin it's just because she's pretty. it's literally the only reason i have a crush on all pretty people can't help it <laughs> thank you for listening if you want to support the show leave us a review on itunes it makes us more searchable and helps us find new listeners or you can just tell a friend about the show that also helps us find new listeners you can reach out to us on instagram if you have any ideas for broads for future episodes at broads you should know or send us an email at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com. We will be back next week to tell you all about another broad that you should know. Or you can head to our website, broadsyoushouldknow.com, to find all of the resources and, and sources that we've used to find this information. Thanks again for listening, and see you next week.